0: A good air, Shabbos, dear friends. We are in Parsha Slachlacha, a Parsha of going to yourself, like the Svarmak Dosham say. One of the Pshatim is go to yourself, Lechlacha means discover yourself, go and find your true self. So, we're going to talk about something related to that. Um, it's a really a tema in the Parsha towards the end of the Parsha. Perk Yud uh, Zayn, Yud Ches, seems like Chazal here are involved, maybe in the Pasek itself, in the world's greatest um, discrimination against women ever recorded. We have two Psukim that we're gonna juxtapose and compare. well, two Psukim that are for, uh, by, by Avram Avinu, when he is informed that he and his wife, Sarah, will have a child, Yitzchak, so the Posakh says, Perg Yudzain, Yud Yudzain says, Vayipo Avraham Alponov, Vayitzchak Vayomer Bolibo, so Avram fell on his face, and he laughed and he said in his heart, Haleven me'a shona yivaled, will a hundred year old man have a, uh, a child? Ve'im sara habas tishim shona teiled, and will a Sarah who is 90 years old give birth? Ve'yomer Avraham, El elokim, lo yishmoel yichiel If only Yishmoel will live in front of you. It means, if only Yishmoel will live and and be, uh, has some sort of a relationship with you. and so Hashem said back to Abraham, Aval Sara istecha, yoledus lachabein vikarasah yishmoel yitzchak. Aval, nonetheless, means to say. Hashem is saying, "Okay, Ishmael, I'll do that also, maybe." But uh, nonetheless, Sarah will, Sarah, your wife will, give birth to a son. Straightforward reading is that Abraham had a difficult time believing that this would happen. He laughed. He um, he said rhetorically. How leven ashana Will a hundred-year-old man have a child? Will a ninety-year-old Sara give birth? And then he kind of seems to say, well, instead, how about you just let Ishmael live, and I'll be happy with that. And Hashem says, nonetheless, means to say, even though you said that, but, Aval, you will have a son with Sarah, And his name, and you call him Yitzhak. We look at next chapter Yud Ches Pesach Yud Aleph and Yud Beis and it says V'Avraham V'sara B'Yom this is when Sarah is told by the uh, or when the angels say to Avraham but Sarah is listening that they're going to have a son and Avraham and Sarah were old uh, and Sarah had already stopped having children, uh, ha- having um, uh, the way of the women, means um, the ability to... But Sarah, Sarah laughed, inside herself. Laymore saying, Ahare, Edna, after I've been worn out, and then I'm, now I'm going to have my... Um, my period, Vadoni Zokin, and my master is old. And to this Hashem says to Abraham, Why is Sarah laughing and saying that is it true that I'm going to have a child? And uh, then. Um, why well, is, is, is it too difficult for 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 Hashem to do this? Uh, and and Sarah said, "I didn't." And then he says back to her, "You did." A, a whole big unpleasant uh, scene. So the obvious question is, what happened with Abraham? How come he got off scot free without any reproach, without any tohacha? Uh He's he gets to laugh and he gets to ask the same question uh, rhetorically. And he's fine. He's treated okay. And yet Sarah is taken to town. Why is she laughing? Why is she having lack in belief in Hashem? So Rashi on the spot with, with uh, Abraham. So he says, "Va'yipol Avraham, Alpanov Yitzchak, Rashi brings the Targum, the Targum here translates it as, Chadi, as to rejoice, Avraham fell on his face and rejoiced, whereas, when it comes to Sarah, Targum translates it as, to laugh or to scoff. So, says Rashi, we learn from here, that Abraham believed what Hashem uh, told him and he rejoiced, where Sarah did not believe and she laughed. And that's why uh, Hashem was not happy with her and said that. Uh, Gave her a reproach. And in that same vein. Rashi continues and says that. When Avram said. Rhetorically. Halaban. Me'ashon. That. Will. A. Old man like myself. Have a son. So Rashi says. That there are. T'miyos. That There is. In the Hebrew language. There is sometimes. A rhetorical statement. Which is. Which stands to be true. It means to say. It said with the rhetorical, but it's not meant to that the answer is no, it will not happen, but rather that yes, it will happen. Um, and Rashi brings some examples of this. Now, the, the revolt does make this a little bit better, because he says that uh, the reason why Avraham believed and Sarah didn't believe is because Avraham was told this by Hashem in the prophecy, so that's very believable. Where Sarah overheard some Arab that they were feeding, say it, you know, some some bum walking in the in the desert, and Avram brought him in to feed him, and now this guy's is giving him a bracha that this old woman and her husband are going to have a child. So so she's not going to so she started laughing. She doesn't believe him, and he says and he says to her, what uh, uh, you don't believe Hashem could do it. So it's, uh, okay, it kind of makes it better but still we, we still have a fundamental question um, why do we interpret uh, that with Avraham it was a joyful laugh and with Sarah it was scornful laugh a laugh of, of disbelief with Avraham it was a laugh of belief and with her it was a laugh of disbelief especially considering that Avraham does seem to be saying rhetorically will such a thing happen Worse than that. Is. Avram does something. Very very. This posse describes him as doing something. Very very unusual and negative. Which is. The posse says. Vayipol Avram. Alpanov. Vayitschek Vayomer Bilibo. And he said in his heart. Now the Midrash Seichel Tov. Here points out that. Uh, by Rishoyim, we say that they say in their hearts. Vayomer Lovan bulibo. Lovan said in his heart. Asaph said in his heart. And other Rishoyim. Whereas, Tzadikim it says that he said, he spoke unto his heart. Vayomer elibo. El Vayomer alibo. Al he is speaking unto one's heart. And we've spoken this out in the past. Kedait to say it again such a tremendous lesson in knowing how to deal with oneself is the heart is like a big child the emotions in it rage and it has passions and it can get really upset or really frustrated about something or or, uh, or certainly lack of a muna. So, if a person is trapped in his heart, those feelings sweep him up and cause him to think that way. The person speaks in his heart, means the heart is currently angry, like with Asaph, so he says in his heart, I'll kill my brother after my father has passed. So, that is a statement of emotions. It's emotion speaking, it's his heart speaking, meaning he, Asaph, the definition of who the person is, is trapped. In his heart, it's currently in there, in the emotions. And the emotions are running the speech. The speech is coming from the emotions. He's thinking in his mind, those words, he didn't say them, but he thought those words in his mind. But those words came from his heart. He said those words, they came from his heart. And they came from the heart up to the mind. I mean, he was saying something that really was being driven by his emotions. That is a Russia, Because a person who is given to his emotions and operates according to his emotions and his emotions run and determine what he does and what he doesn't do he's going to be an ace he's going to be a killer he's going to be love and a liar he's going to be whatever is going to his emotions are going to push him to do that's what he's going to do whereas by tzaddikim says the midrash they speak unto their hearts right which means that I realize you, my heart, are currently scared. I realize you, my heart, is currently concerned. Uh, you're confused. So, I, located in the mind, speak unto the heart, and calm it down, and soothe it, and reassure it, and explain to it. And through that speech, the heart is brought under the reins of the seichel of the of the of the neshama, of the soul, of the intellect. And um, that's how a person becomes a tzaddik. So, says the Midrash, what is happening over here? Abraham is speaking believably in his heart. That seems to be a contradiction to the principle that we know. So the Midrash answers, The fish matmiya keein k'tane that Avram was saying like a bewilderment as if he was a, someone who had very little belief. You know, he was speaking not what he himself was, was feeling, but what someone else might say. Now this is really strange. I mean, we have a big problem that he's speaking in his heart, so we answer, yeah, he's speaking in his heart... Not that he himself really is speaking in his heart, and he's really having a difficulty to believe. He, of course, believes hundred percent, like Rashi said. But he's speaking as if he do- as if he doesn't believe that he's a katan uh, Bemun. So where would the Midrash get this from? This whole backstory. Avram is saying words that he doesn't really mean. The words. He's pretending. What's as if he's saying what someone might say if they were in his shoes, if they were not a big believer. Um, okay, so that's a question that has to be addressed. The rhetorical statements of Abraham. So Rashi says it's kayamus. He says it as a rhetorical, and yes, and yet it, it is. The truth is that it's a midrash. The Midrash Hagadol says, Avraham, alpona shechein amar she'asa boruhu hadavar azeh Hashem is doing this unbelievable thing. it'll be a wonderment to everyone. and they will all say the following: Who's ever seen such an old man? The, the Abraham, this old man, hundred years old, give birth to a child. Which means uh, what Abraham was saying." His rhetorical statements, says the Midrash Agada, it means he's speaking, so sort to of speak, on behalf of the people. This is what they are thinking right now. This is what they would say if they heard this. This is what the newspaper reports will read once the child is born. How could such a thing be that, that God did such a thing for Abraham that at such an old age he and his wife Sarah and, and yet they had a child? So, Avram is, so to speak, speaking on their behalf. That explains the Midrash told Tov that we just said a minute ago. That's what it means. He was speaking in his heart. means those people there are in their hearts, those people that are lacking in the Muna, those people that are khtane um, emuna. they will say the following. And Avram, so to speak, is laughing and imagining them saying this, and rejoicing over the Kiddush Hashem that's going to happen as a result of this tremendous Hashem is doing for them. But the question still remains, why do do we interpret everything we bend over backwards to interpret the Psukim dealing with Avraham in a favorable light, and yet the Psukim dealing with Sarah in a disfavorable light. So the Behor Shor Rav Yosef Behor Shor the, the Rivash one of the great Balitosos Talmud of the Rabbeinu Tam so he says in the Behor Shor that we get all of this from the very first word in the Apostle dealing with Avraham hearing this news Vayipol Abraham Alpanov now why would Avraham fall on his face Falling on his face, that is a way of expressing gratitude to Hashem. Abraham hears from Hashem the promise that he's going to have a son, and he falls on his face. And then he starts la- laughing joyously and imagining the tremendous Kiddush Hashem that's going to happen with all those people are going to say, How can such an old man have a child? And yet, that's exactly what's going to happen. And they're going to say this in their hearts. It means to say that they're they are all acting uh, according to their Ketanus of Amunah. They're speaking in their hearts. but uh, And Avraham is imagining what a mapecha this is going to make in the world. And then, see the next postage, uh, that where Avraham says to Hashem, uh, if, if just Yishmael would live in front of him, it means he's saying, wow, that would be so unbelievable. I can't even fathom such a huge Kiddush Hashem that you would do, this would be the best thing to happen in the entire world. But you know I, perhaps I'm not deserving to have such a thing happen, so at least let it be that Yishmuel should live in front of you, that you, at least my current son Yishmuel should be connected to you, should live with you, should serve you, let that at least be. And Hashem says, no, nonetheless, uh, you, I will do this, I mean, even though I'll do what you asked about Yishmuel, but I will also do this tremendous Kiddush Hashem through you, whereas with Sarah, we don't see her falling on her face. Sarah just just says, just laughs when she hears this, and um, you know says very similar words, also words of wonder, uh, wonderment. But those words, the laughing and the words, all have a little bit of a different hinge, a different a different feel to them. So, besides the obvious that we learn from here, the greatness of the words of Chazal, and the precision with which they learned the Psukim, and how carefully we have to learn the Psukim, I think we also learn that you see how everything is colored, that you can have two people laughing, seemingly the same laughter, the same word, Vayitzchak, by Abraham and Vayitzchak, by Sarah, uh, saying extremely similar things, will there be a son born? But that little bit of a difference, of Hadoh, of of bending down to Hashem, of bending over, makes such a big difference, that's uh, something to note, and colors our entire perspective, uh, that is... uh, part of the Lech lecha, of going to ourselves, of discovering when I say something, when I laugh, when I say a, a wonderment, do I mean it, that I myself do believe it, but others would not, or perhaps I myself don't really believe it. And that is uh, the two behaviors that we see here. Now again, Sarah was a very big tzaddikus, and like we said, the Revol explains that the reason why she... Didn't have the same response of falling on her face is maybe because she didn't hear it from Hashem. Alternatively, maybe she wasn't prepared for it. Uh, but uh, but be that as it may, the nuances in people's psyche that one could argue and say, "What do you mean? I was laughing. I was happy." It's a different. This is a laughter. That's a laughter. Two different types of laughter. One is a wonderment, one is a wonderment, but one is a wonderment HaKayamas, the other one is not. Going to Lech Lecha, getting to know ourselves in our Avod Hashem, hopefully this will be a little tidbit that will help you, and wishing you a wonderful Shabbos.